Hey everybody, it's Rob here for another episode of Mile 2 Marathon Radio. I keep on forgetting to properly introduce our guests and then I get reprimanded. It's not so much reprimanded, it's more like reminded. Hey Rob, introduce the guests. So today on the show we are coaching, coaching, talking with Coach Shani. And with that introduction, Rob and Shani, take it away. How's your day today? It's been a really good day. Yeah? Um, I, I had work early. Um, I went for my favorite lunch. And it's my weekend starting, I mean, now. Nice. Taking Friday yeah. off? Yeah, I'm taking Friday, Monday, and Tuesday and Wednesday off. Good for you. I know. Self-care. Any big plans? Yeah, we're going to go to um, our cabin on the island. Oh, the little, the little island. Yeah, the little one. What's that island called? It's called Piers. Piers Island. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And no one's heard of it. That sounds delightful. Now you can, now that you have Strava, you can go and take some segments on it, right? All right. Because oh, you're, you're pregnant. <laughs> you got the baby. I am. <laughs> Did I see that you're having a little girl? I'm having a baby girl. Well, I'm, I guess I'm growing a little girl at this point. Thank you. That's so exciting. Yeah. I know. I'm really excited. A little, little baby Shanny. Yeah. Oh, no. I can't even imagine it. But, I mean, I've got five months, so it'll all come to fruition. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of people have had kids in the past. I reckon you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I'm, I'm banking on right there. There's lots of books and grandmothers who are more than happy to give you advice. So Totally. My, my mom's like a 10 out of 10 so I feel pretty confident asking her yeah my mom yeah. My, my mom hates all our all her kids because she has yeah right she has five kids and we're all like in our well my youngest brother is 29 now and no okay. grandkids no grandkids yet oh really oh I'm I'm the baby of five kids actually oh are you I didn't know yeah I think I actually I think and, I didn't know that yeah I actually didn't know you're a, a, a one of five so Okay. Don't feel bad if you didn't know I was. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had this discussion before. I know. This is kind of a big detail. How, um, how many grandkids are in that family? Um, I, family? I have four nephews and, and one niece. Okay. But I became an aunt when I was uh, 13 years old. So this baby is like 15, yeah, 15 years younger than my, 16 years younger than my oldest nephew which is kind of crazy that's a solid spread i know i was a bit of a afterthought so <laughs> my oldest brother is like 43 yeah 44 yeah, yeah that's, exactly. it's like my my little brother who's who's delightful he's yeah and, and and there was never but yeah he's like i'm eight i was born in 83 and he was born in 91 and, and my yeah. mom my mom was 40 so it's kind of like a oh all right yeah exactly <laughs> why not maybe, maybe yeah. we'll get a girl this time nope Nope. Yeah. Five boys. That's impressive. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. It'll be fun up here. So we're going off to, we're off to Victoria tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what are you guys doing out there? I don't We just, we're, we were just waiting for phase three to open up when you're like allowed yeah. to travel. And then we're like, we got to get the hell it out is. of this. It is. It opened today. So we're like, we got to yeah. get, the, we got to get the hell out of the city. So. Oh, perfect. I, I think it's Victoria's pretty low key, so just walk around yeah. and, and, and keep mm -hmm. it light. But just it's it's I love Vancouver, it's fantastic, but man, it's it's been pent up here for a little while. 
so yeah you've you've been here the whole time eh yes yes yeah yeah you yeah. guys were you guys were on the island when it started right yeah exactly so we just stayed there for 90 nice. percent of it yeah nice yeah well we're now we're here and we're, we're doing okay we're, we're doing okay we're good doing okay and, and, and mild marathon's going okay yeah exactly and hopefully we can start practicing soon that would be that would be great that would be my that would be my perfect situation i miss i miss the groups a lot um I know. and that's and that's what brings us here today Yes. To chat about, to chat, to coach Shani about yes. your running endeavors. Uh, we're going to go from young Shani to current Shani. All right. Ooh. And we're okay. going to touch upon, we'll see where we go. We'll see where we go. Is there anything, yeah. in, is there anything in particular, like within the Shani story? I don't want to leave anything huge out. Um, yeah. I, think I, I think I got the basic Cole's notes, but we'll just see how we're going. And at any point you're like, <laughs> At any point, you're like, I need to take an aside and talk about this little cool thing that happened. Um, yeah, sure, I'll but, do that. Alrighty. So you are, you're from this part of the world, North Van. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how did how did young Shani get into running? Um. So I'm from North Van, but I actually have lived everywhere. So I was born in Calgary, moved to the Sunshine Coast. So a little place called Half Moon Bay. I don't know if you've been there. Yep, yep. That's that's you far, have? that's far up, right? It's on the Sunshine Coast, um, like fifty kilometers down. I'm making that up, but it's about forty five minutes from Langdale, so where you get off the ferry. And I, I mean, my mom just kind of threw me in everything. She threw me in like choir. She threw me in acting. She threw me in running. She threw me in all the sports, all the activities. And I just loved running. Like it was something that clicked right away. I was better than all the boys, which I loved. <laughs> nice. nice. And, and I mean, it's pretty easy to be good in a small town as well. So I had a pretty big ego boost early on. <laughs> there you go. Though. Yeah. Big fish, small pond. Exactly. And my sisters um, was a highly competitive soccer player at the time. And it was like the, this activity we could do together. And um, I moved to Vancouver when I was, I want to say like 10 or 11 to North Bend, joined, joined Norwester's the track club. And that's when I started taking it more structured and seriously and got my butt kicked because going from small fish, um, wait, <laughs> big fish, small pond, small fish, big pond, whatever, the, you know. It's still a big fish, but, like, but a but much bigger pond. Ponds, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, so I guess at that point you're in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the ocean and I'm like a sardine. <laughs> um, and so I, yeah, I just, I loved it. I just did all the, all the events. I didn't just do distance running. I did shot put, javelin, like long jump, triple jump. Heptathlete. I did heptathlon. Um, you name it, I tried it. Tried um, what's that? You tried pole vault? No, we didn't have the opportunity to try pole vault. No, that's the only event I haven't tried. Have you tried it? No, it, it, oh, I, I've, I've dicked around, but like in high school, like, yeah, it's just you don't have the mats, you don't have the, no, you don't have the and you don't have the infrastructure. So, like, a time or two in like university, I'd be like, hey, can I try that? And you'd run and, and get nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel then, like you have to have been a gymnast to even remotely be able to get up on that thing. 
Oh yeah. And then from across the field, you hear a coach being like, Watson, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Oh, sorry, coach. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, distance runners aren't exactly known for our strong upper bodies. So no, definitely not. I mean, like, look at these things right here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you have, you have, access, you have access to a fine gym facility too. Oh, and, and that's the thing I work out and these things still don't get any bigger. Yeah. Runner, runner arms. They, they're, powerful for running and small <laughs> we're specialized right specialized. yeah specialized yeah it's 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 the body type like i yeah it's like it's like i could i could go and probably lift weights all day and not a whole lot yeah. would happen i would i would just yeah. but anyways yeah. it's okay yeah it's okay yeah, we, cool. you know you found you found what worked for you and and it's been it clearly worked for you so going through high school obviously yeah. you were running um yeah. were you at the same track club as chris winter yeah, so I've known Chris Winter since I was 13 years old. He was a phenom. I know. He, he to be honest, was my hero growing up. Mine too. I don't know if you ever knew that. So, Chris, if you're watching this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I really looked up to him a lot. He, he was not only phenomenal, but he was also just a really good guy. Like, kind, easy to talk to, was quick to give you advice, and very humble, so... Yeah, yeah, I was too. fortunate to be around him. Wicked. Yeah. So, um, were you were you were you also a steeple? I know you you dabbled in the steeplechase. Was was steeplechase? Oh, yeah. What would have been your in high school? Obviously, you 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 identified that running was something that you really dug and you're really into. What were your what yeah. were your strengths? What were your specialties? Um. So I, to be honest, I did sprint hurdles, like eighty meter sprint hurdles. And okay. I did the 1500, 800, 400. Like you were saying, heptathlon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I actually did the heptathlon in grade nine or 10 and loved it. But I, I just noticed that, like, okay, I can sprint. I mean, I can do, I can hurdle and I can do the 1500. And not many girls were doing the steeplechase. So my coach was like, I'd love to throw you in this event. It's kind of weird. You're jumping over water and over hurdles and stuff, but you should try it out because it's, um, it's a cool opportunity. So I hop in and I got a medal at provincials in like grade nine and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. And to be honest, as I grew older, I found that I would lose my speed. Like I would do worse in the 400 meters, better in the 15. Slowly, same thing happened in the 800. And I really was convinced I was like an 800 runner. And then I was convinced I was a 1500 runner. And I just noticed that like my strength really just kept on lying in the steeplechase. That was where like I, I would get better and better. Whereas every other event was kind of, um, I felt like I was starting to get a little bit left behind. Maybe not the 1500, but the 800 for sure. Um, and so by the time I was in grade 11, I had kept trying to make Team Canada as a youth for, for the 1500 and the, and the 800. And it just, I was always on the bubble, like just right there, but not quite. And I had felt the steeplechase was kind of um, the easy way out. Like if I was to make it in that, then I wasn't a real runner. And so then I was like, screw it. Like, I love this event. I do well in this event. I'm improving in it. So let's just go with it. And mm -hmm. so that's when I meet Team Canada for the first time, had an awesome time and just gave up that idea that it wasn't yeah. a real, a real event. Cause in reality, it's badass in my opinion. Now. <laughs> it is. It is bad. And what team would have that yeah. been? 
um, that was Pan Am Juniors and World Juniors. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, that's, and like, so in terms of the steeplechase not being a real event, quote unquote, because I was a steeplechaser too, like that was when I, yeah. that's where I kind of made my, you know, headway into the sport. Uh, what, what was it about the steeplechase that, that if you felt it wasn't a pure event? I mean, one, it's other people's opinions. Yes, and which, so it's kind of like getting stuck in what other people are saying. And those are usually not steeplechasers saying this. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you have someone who's not a steeplechaser talking trash about it, hop in the event and realize like, oh, this is actually challenging. Like there's skill to this, there's technique. I will say though, you have to be a good runner first. It's not yep. like you can't be a good runner and then hop in and be a phenom. It's like, you have to be a good runner. And then if you have the capability to have the agility and the technique, then it's a, it is a good event to do well in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a com- mainly just hearing other people's opinions and then realizing that I was more talented at it and not being sure whether it was because it's my, my body type and my, uh, personal ability or whether it was just because it was easier haters you know those haters, haters? yeah yeah i was i was similar that um my i i did like sprint hurdles in like seventh or eighth grade or something like that my mother yeah. was my mother was an excellent hurdler um ah. my aunt was actually in the 1984 olympics for heptathlete heptathlon yeah, yeah. she was a badass athlete and anyway, so yeah. I knew how to, I knew how to hurdle, and then and then you know, doing track and field and cross country, younger, younger. It was just it was an event that I was like, just try it because you try everything. And yeah, it's where I had my most success. But I, I know what you're saying though. Like some some people did kind of scoff at it because it was a little yeah. bit different. But like you were saying, mm-hmm. it was like people who never actually tried it because if you try it, it's it Hard. takes. <laughs> you have to be an athlete. Like you have to be pretty athletic, right? You have to have good coordination. And yes. You, you, so yes. we have to put all these things together. And so since it's, it's, it's a little more fine tuned, some people think like it's, it's an anomaly event or it's like a, it's like a, it's a novelty event where actually I think it's like, it's like, you know, you actually have to be good enough. So the steeplechase weeds out the participants. It's not the other way around. Totally. Um, And I feel like you have to be durable. Yeah, absolutely. You can't be an an athlete that is easily injured because there's more impact. There's more chance of falling. There's more chance of, um, yeah, just getting injured, hurting yourself. So that also weans out the people that are injury prone, yeah. which is quite a lot of runners. Yeah. And like, I, I, I used to, I used to love, I used to get such a huge kick out of, as I was getting older, some mm-hmm. people would feel like they would stagnate in an event and they felt mm-hmm. for, so for whatever reason, be like, well, I'll just do the steeplechase now and, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll, the steeplechase is weak. I'll do it. And nine yeah. times out of 10, like you'll have this kick-ass runner and they'll go to yeah. the steeplechase and they'll just suck. And then, <laughs> and then you're just like, yeah, yeah. How, how about you have a little respect, right? Yeah. Now what do you have to say? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh. Unless you're, unless you're Taylor Milne, I feel like See, he took on the sport and became an Olympian. So he, he was pretty, he was pretty phenomenal. Milne, Milne is that, he's that, he's that 10% guy. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing, Milne's a, Milne is a fantastic athlete. And Milne yes. also has a fantastic work ethic. And he took, yes. he respected that he respected the event and that he took time to learn how to hurdle. He took time to yes. do little things rather than be like, I'm just going to be a third, 336, 1500 meter guy and, and make the steeplechase mm-hmm. work. Cause I've seen 336 steeplechase guy. I mean, 1500 meter right. guys trying to make the steeplechase work and they end up in the water pit face down. So yeah, but yeah, Milne, Milne's a, 
Nolan's an exception to the rule there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and 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 it couldn't and it couldn't happen to a, a better dude. I'm oh a big, gosh, no. Yeah. Big big, film, big fan of Mr. Milne. Um, so yeah. then out of high school, obviously you've made some, you've had a lot of success as as a junior athlete, and you yeah. go collegiately. Um, yeah. And so tell us about where you went and how that decision came about to go where you went to go. So I went to the University of Illinois and. The school was in Champaign-Urbana, a small town in Illinois, obviously, about two and a half hours south of Chicago. And I originally chose there because there was a female coach who was a steeplechaser, uh, Karen Harvey. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and she was a really great athlete back in her day and was a really good recruiter. And about two weeks before, and and Danelle Woods, so Mike Woods' younger sister, she and I were recruited for the steeplechase to University of Illinois um, same year. And two weeks before we got to school, Karen Harvey resigned. So we're like, great, the coach that we're going to the middle of Illinois I don't know anyone there. <laughs> I don't think Danelle did either. I mean, she might have known a couple of people, but I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, do I still go? Do I not? And it was just one of those gut feelings where I was like, everything in me says I still need to go. Like all signs are pointing to no. Like this is seems weird. What other connection did you have other than the coach? And so I went there and had like five of the best years of my life, made my best friends. Like Danelle to this day is still one of my very best friends. And I, I had, I feel very fortunate to say I had as good of a university experience as I could have had from a running perspective, but also just from like a happiness perspective. And uh, I ended up being an all American in my final year, which was a nice Nice. way to end things off. Yeah. And then I had a fifth year. So I trained with, under my coach to try to make the 26, no, the 2012 Olympics. And I didn't, obviously, but, but it was nice to have that structure going into the, the year. Yeah. But, so, yeah. And, and that's so great to hear that you had a positive NCAA experience. Because oftentimes yeah. you do hear the horror stories um you know it's like oh you go and you get burned out or you know it's like because athletes sometimes they go in there with certain expectations or or they just go and they have a bad experience right uh for, yeah. for whatever reason like I, I i also had i i do i have i've never once regretted my decision to go down to the states to, to do running um where did, where did you go again rob my freshman year i was at university of west virginia okay. uh and then they cut the men's program there Oh my god! Which was annoying, but in the reality, yeah. in reality, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because the University of West Virginia is a fantastic football school. Uh, yeah. It was like ranked the number one party school in the country when I was there, so that was yeah. great for that side of things. But in terms of running, like the coach is great. The the coach is great. They had a great coach, but I think for my own vices, I may have. Mm-hmm gotten in a little bit too much trouble so then i tran- <laughs> and so then I, so that was all on me it wasn't the program or anything like that that would have been my i would have been my own downfall there and then yeah. i transferred to colorado state university in fort oh. collins colorado and yeah. i and i love fort collins i think fort collins is is a fantastic city and i had like, the thing i met some amazing people had an amazing mm-hmm. experience solid coaches and yeah and and it just it helped it grew as an athlete and as a person from being down there but 
so yeah, you often, but you often hear the other side of the story of people. Oh, totally. It's rare to hear people that enjoyed their experience that, like you said, and honestly, the coach that ended up coming to the program, we didn't know who it was going to be even by the time I was there. And then he came in and he was phenomenal. Like he was, he was a young coach, really eager, but also just exactly the personality that works with me. He's not as intense as Karen Harvey, which may have worked, but I don't think so. And then, um, yeah, he's just chill, but he gets, gets what needs to get done, done. So it couldn't, I couldn't have found a better match, which I feel very fortunate for. Yeah. And that's awesome. Cause yeah, like when you're, a, you're, when you're a university coach, it's like, there's, there's obviously the physiology of coaching people. Right. But there's so yeah. much going on in a young human's life at that point. There's so much development beyond just running. Right. There's, there's, yes. there's obviously there's academic stuff going on. There's social stuff mm-hmm. going on. There's internal pressures of, you mm-hmm. know, athletes and you can see it and it can be a lot of times within the sport, there's challenges that it, especially with running, it's like, you know, the huge, huge instances of eating disorders and things like yes. that in this sport, right? So it's like having to manage that as a coach, like mm-hmm. you need a good coach to do that. So it's, it's great to know that, that, that you know, it, it worked out. Totally. And especially having a male coach who you feel comfortable, like, I don't know if, what's TMI here, but nothing. who you feel comfortable sharing, like even when you are in a, tough part of your cycle with or something like that because that makes a huge difference in women's training and just having them feel comfortable like planning your training around it or talking to you about it um because I do think that's also rare yeah because I mean when you're a coach you deal with getting the most out of people their physiology and 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 developing and the fact of the matter is if you're dealing with a female athlete that they're gonna have their period and you gotta know how to work with that in mm. terms of running sense right and and, and it obviously affects every athlete differently so to yeah. be to be comfortable with that and not to feel like it's a bad thing or whatever right um or yeah. to be embarrassed about it for both from both sides yeah um, it's, it's super important otherwise it just it can be a, not a positive thing yeah i agree yeah awesome well good job coach. What, was that, <laughs> what was that coach's name his name is Jeremy Rasmussen. He coaches now at Arizona State University. So now he's a Sun Devil. Well, he started out Sun Devil, became a Fighting Illini, and then went back. So oh, nice. he, was, he was just faking for Fighting Illini for a little while, but he did he was, a good job. He was, getting his, <laughs> he was getting his experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now he's back in Tempe. Right yeah. on. Awesome. So, um, like you said, uh, All-American, really positive yeah. co- collegiate career. Post-collegiate, again, this is another interesting time in an athlete's career. Yes. It's, 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 like, it's like, do I want to continue to run? Um, mm-hmm. And if so, how does this look like? What's the next steps from there? Um, and again, yeah. this is a time in an athlete's career where it's, 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 it's an un- you're, you're going into another uncomfortable, unknown situation for 99% of the athletes. So what, yeah. was, what was your next steps? Yeah, so this was the hardest part of my career, and I've chatted briefly about you with it with about it before. I went over to Guelph, and I know you also did. Um, so I'm sure you understand to some degrees certain things that were were challenging and certain things that were wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found hard was coming from this huge support network and purpose of like I'm here for school, my best friends are here. 
And on top of that, I'm running uh, with a structured team. So you yeah. feel kind of, I felt very uh, well-rounded. And then moving to Guelph after that, I liked the feeling of the team being uh, so cohesive. And it felt like you're going into a university experience again. Um, and I love the people. Like I made some really good friends and I loved how hard I was pushed because there were so many people to train with at so many different levels. Yeah. Um, and Dave Scott Thomas, like I never actually personally had a poor experience with him. I just never had a close, uh, close coaching experience either. Like mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I was very close with my high school coach. I was very close yep. with my university coach. And there's just so many athletes at the, at the place, as you know, that like, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't how it worked there. It's like, you're an, you're an athlete in, in a group and you work your butt off, you go home, you sleep, you eat, you repeat. Yep. And I didn't realize that that wasn't enough for me. And it took a larger toll then I realized it was taking. So I was working and these odd jobs, some of them I liked, some of them I really didn't. But just trying to make ends meet because you have to find flexible jobs that let you leave for like two months at a time, <laughs> which is yeah. very hard to find. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I didn't have this base. I didn't have this well-rounded balanced life. And I was getting more and more and more exhausted, but I was running freaking fast. Like I, I ended up hitting the Olympic B standard in the steeplechase. I made a few Team Canada teams that were so much fun. I had some great experiences going over for the first time to train in Europe and mm -hmm. do like the European circuit and went and trained and had some races in Russia. I even uh, medaled at the World University Champs. Um, well, where, technically where? I got fourth, but the third person got caught for doping. So now I technically have the bronze medal that I never really got. So I don't know how, what you call that. Oh, no, you brought absolutely bronze. Where, where was, sure. was, was yeah. that the one in Kazan? Was that where? Yeah. The, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that was the best I've done at an international level event. And so I was very proud of that. It felt good. But like I said, like I was just getting worn and more and more yeah, worn. Yeah. So after two years, I had a really, um, a really rough time. Cause even though I was running fast, I wasn't happy. So I, I actually was experiencing some anxiety, but I didn't even know how to identify it. Cause I'd never had it yeah. really seriously before. So yeah, I had anxiety, low mood, slow motivation, really, 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 really tired. And then my body just started breaking down. Like I got, dizziness, migraines. Um, so my body basically told me like, you are done. Like you need to take a break. And it was to the point where I had to move home. Like I had to drop everything and hop on a plane back home. And um, that's like the long story short of it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, um, I was very fortunate. I have been very fortunate as an athlete. Like I have been injured twice in my life both times were ankle sprains so it's like a traumatic twist mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. I never took breaks like I I would take two weeks in the summer like a week in the winter and I feel like when you get injured at least you give your body a physiological break whether it's a month two months whatever so I just kind of could keep pushing the envelope pushing the envelope pushing the envelope and then my physiology was what 
took me out of the game when my body was just have had been cooked. Um, so yeah, I moved home, took a year off, and then tried to get back into things by training with Wynn on the island. Yeah, uh, with hit with a nice small group, just yeah. a very different different situation. And I loved it. I loved everything about it, other than that my heart wasn't in it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's so crazy. Like, as an athlete, like, with, with running, it can be, you become so streamlined in that focus. Yes. Where, like, yeah. you know, you're compromising, you know, you, you say you're working crappy jobs. Like, what, what, yeah. what were, because we've all worked crappy jobs, like, being at the yeah. level we're at, what, what were some of the crappy jobs? I'm, like, fearful that <laughs> they'll hear this, but probably won't. Um, so I was working in a basement suite gym doing personal training just in a situation that I it wasn't ethically okay fitting fitting what I believe okay. was the way it should be done. Yeah. And then um I mean to be honest that was the only one that really was soul sucking for me. Yeah. And the other two were actually pretty great. Like I was quite happy, but even one soul sucking thing is <laughs> quite a big deal when you're already exhausted well that's and, the thing right you're, you're and training line line. yeah you're, you're training so hard that you're um that you don't have much energy to give anywhere else and if it's getting slowly drained in a few different avenues it's pretty crazy how how you can crash <laughs> yeah well that's the thing like when you're running well like you, you can put up with shit. You can put up with, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, cause like the, it's for the greater good. It's like, okay, I'm going to yeah. do this crappy job because I'm running well. So it's yeah. sacrifice. But then yeah. when things start to not go so well, you find like, that's when like the lack of balance can become exposed. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, everything just kind of crumbles away. And yeah. I, I've had that happen too, where I was so streamlined, focused on the run and then like yeah. working these stupid jobs. And then you realize like, uh, I was literally only into running and now that I maybe I can't I'm running as well I'm miserable everywhere and, well, and it, you know what I found confusing was I was running well but I was miserable and that's what kind of made me realize like running is not everything for me mm-hmm. and I could be running I could be making the Olympics I could be I don't know wildly successful but that doesn't mean that doesn't translate to me to happy and so that was pretty alarming because I kind of figured that I go to the Olympics and my life is complete, you know? And then I started picturing like, okay, I'm at the Olympics. Who's there? Like, who is there watching me? Like, how am I feeling? What am I doing in my life? And I couldn't picture it when I was there because I was kind of lonely. I wasn't in like a steady relationship. And I, um, I just remember feeling like I'm not fulfilled anywhere else. And mm. that's not enough for me um so then yeah like I said I took that year off and I was filling my life with people I love I was back home with family and activities that I had no idea I was crazy about and I just felt so full even though like I wasn't focusing on running so then when I went back to like that narrow focus like zooming in nothing else matters I was like oh like I don't think I can do that again like I've seen the other side I know other parts of me that I have to continue to nourish and I don't know I can do that and give every ounce of myself to running anymore. But then I found mild marathon. (laughs) There we go. Well, and you know, it's, it's, it's great that like, I mean, 
you and I are similar in that like we came close to getting yes. to that peak but we didn't quite yeah the transition out of that elite super elite side of things was it was it was more of a like it, it happened and when it happened it was challenging and stuff but like it was yeah. more like it was smooth and it was almost okay with it because yes. I've, I've been in the same boat as you where it's like okay I'm gonna be a kick-ass runner again and then I and then yeah. like I do it and I'm like no, because to do that, I have to compromise things that I want now. Yeah. Right? I, I, I would have need. Yeah, exactly. It's like I would yeah. have, I would, like, it's like my, my relationships would suffer and my, and like, I love doing what I do with professionally with, with miles yes. and marathon, like, and that would suffer and all these things would suffer. And it's like, I, I, I lived that life and I gave my all when I was doing it and I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. So now I'm good to run because I love the, the act of running. Mm-hmm. And it, so the balance is, is definitely there. So yeah. For yourself, you know, you came home, you, you, you balanced everything out. Mm. You were ha- you, obviously, you were happy and fulfilled in other ways. Um, yeah. But then when you get back into running, like, I mean, so you, you obviously, you're not hitting that, like that, that high, high level, but you're still, you're still exploring the sport and you're still growing in the sport in other ways. And this, is this, yeah. when, this when you get into your coaching, but you're also doing some cool running, like mountain running, things like that? Yeah. So, so like I said, I gave it that one more hard shot year where I was training with Win and figured out that like, okay, I could get back to this level if I give it a couple more years, but it's not worth it. So that's when I took a year of like, once again, going back to just working, uh, doing stuff that I enjoyed and then running was kind of absent. And then I was like, Oh, there's a piece of me missing (laughs) such a process. Oh my God. (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) um, yeah, went back to school and then, that's when I happened along um, Mile de Marathon because I, Niasa, was like, oh, Shan, you have to come and try this group. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's hard work. So I came to the practice and I was like, okay, I know Rob, I know Dylan, they're great guys. Let's, let's see what they've got going on. And I loved that it was as hard of a practice as I used to do, like with any of the, the coaches I've had. But yet you guys weren't asking anything of me and not that my coaches were either, but I went in with the mindset of like, I'm here because I'm trying to qualify for team Canada, Mm -hmm. the Olympics or worlds or whatever it is. And so there was this pressure along with this practice and also this feeling of sacrificing everything else to make this happen. But I was like, Oh, I can have these balanced parts of my life and come and show up to this practice where it's like, a mixture of people taking it seriously, a mixture of people that are like, I'm here for the first time. I've, I've never run before. And I was like, this is so cool because it's seriously not serious. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Um, and so I would come when I could and not as much as I would have liked. But then when you guys asked me to coach, I was like, awesome. Like, let's do this. And that forced me to sh- keep showing up, but on a much regular basis and yet still come and run. And it's just been the exact balance that I've always, that I have been looking for over the last four years since the last Olympic cycle where I was trying for my last shot at things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I love that it's a balanced group of humans too. Like everyone's coming from work, they're busting their butt and then they come and they give everything they have at the track and just different personalities. And yeah, so I, I feel like I've found my, my new normal and my mixture of like hard running, 
doing mountain running, doing half marathon, stuff that I never did before. Because it is challenging still. Like, I have an ego, like most of us do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that old so, competitive fire, that old competitive yeah. fire up for sure. And so when, if I was to hop in a steeplechase again, it would be challenging to not compare myself. Like, being an athlete, it's hard not to always be trying to better, be better than what you were. So I've enjoyed doing events where I can't really compare because I've, I've just started them. Yeah. Um, and that's been a lot of fun still having that environment and the teammates and the work ethic. And then also being able to have, have the experience of being the coach that's helping the people get to those goals and those races and see them fall in love with the sport. Cause it's such a beautiful sport. Like I'm crazy about it. And I, was so sad when I lost my love for it in that brief time because I knew how good it felt to love it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's and that's and that's so important and I mean and that's and that's I think why you thrive in the environment we're in right now um it's mm -hmm. because you have that experience of of having that you know that elite performance but also you have the appreciation of the sport from a pure level of it right and it's, yeah. a, it's a passion of yours. And I remember when Dylan and I went in to move went away to pitch you to be our coach. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Cause we're like, I think what we, you, you were early, you, you, you've been a coach with us for a while now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, it was so exciting. And then like, you just, you just fit perfectly in and you just got it right. You've got what mile to marathon was about. It's about, oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just about taking like people who want to get, good like better and everyone's better is completely their own personal definition yeah. of the word right so it's not yeah. it's like it's we'll let you put your expectations on what you want to get out of it and then we'll help you align your training with that yeah uh, and, and there's no judgment it's it's purely you show up you do the work and that's all that's asked of you yeah and it's yeah. It's, it's a wonderful thing and just seeing yeah. how the community has grown and how you've been such a huge part of that has been has been awesome so as, as your coaching develops, um, mm -hmm. what, what, are, what, are, what are some highlights of your coaching career so far? Obviously, we got highlights of athlete, athletic career, but what, mm -hmm. are, like, what, are some, what are some coaching highlights of, of athletes' achievements? Like from an outcome perspective yeah, or do you mean? You know what? Even just, even from like, yeah, like I guess there's the outcomes, but every, like outcomes are different, right? It's like seeing totally. somebody fall in love with the sport. It's seeing yes. somebody get a BQ. It's seeing somebody, you yeah. know, better themselves through running. Um, are there any yeah. sort of situations like that kind of stick out to you? Oh, totally. There's so many. Um, and it's a complete range, like you said. I've loved seeing some people that were like, oh, I just want to be able to run a 10K. And then within a month and a half, they're running a 10K. I'm like, dude, we need to set your goals much higher because you're underestimating yourself. And just sort of seeing that confidence come back or come for the first time and realizing like how capable they are. Like, mm -hmm. I love that. Or the person who's like, oh, I'm not a runner. I hate running. Like, I'm just signing up to have someone hold me accountable. And then by the end, you see, like, the comments on their training just being like, man, like, I'm looking forward to my long runs. Like, I love this. I feel so good. And obviously with everyone, like, ebbs and flows. Like, every, not anyone. Nobody is always like, this is amazing. Like, life yeah. happens. Situations happen. Getting tired happens. So it's, it's always um, – like a roller coaster obviously um I've had someone 
Fareed, who had an, an outstanding uh, marathon. I was so proud of that. Mm-hmm. He, he ran, ran a huge PB. I love seeing anybody who just smashes what they thought they could do. And I would say that's 90% of people that come to Mile the Marathon. They come being like, oh, yeah, I think I want to run sub three hours in the marathon or sub four hours or whatever. And then just like 20 minutes off that, you know? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think people realize like what structured consistency and purposeful training can do, especially in a group setting where you have so many people to chase after or chase after you. Like it makes such a world of a difference. You show up and before you know it, the workout's done and you push yourself way harder than you thought you would. Yeah. I I love that when people come and they say, it's like, it's like empowerment through the act of running. Right. Yeah. And, And you being there to help guide them through that journey which is awesome. Yeah. Has, has your coaching experience with these athletes, has it affected your, your own running? Um, and, and how you, how you go about the sport? Cause I know for myself, it's like, it's, it's transformed kind of like my mindset with running. And because I was always so focused on performance, 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 and comparing, comparing, comparing. And now that I can take a step back and see and work with my, with the athletes I work with and with model marathon athletes, I can like be like, Oh, you know, it's like, it's, it's okay to like, you know, have a different kind of mental approach to things and being okay oh, with like not having to kill yourself every day and things like that. Right. Um, has it, has that affected you? Yeah. There's a few different ways that it's affected me. One, I understand my coaches better. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for some of my coaches. I know. Now, now that I, now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, I must've been a pain in the ass. Yeah. So now I'm like, Oh, I get it. I'm sorry or like you just get it you get it better yeah and um the other thing is um initially I sort of felt like I didn't want to let them down like I had to be successful and I had to perform well because if I'm going to be a coach then I need to have these outcomes and so that I actually put a little extra pressure on myself at first only to realize they don't care yeah as long as they trust you and you've You've pr- proven in the, fast, in, the, in the past, whatever it is that you've proven, whether it's with their trust or that you've gotten them to something that, that they had hoped they would accomplish, whatever it is that drives someone to trust a coach, you know? Yeah. Um, and taking that pressure off also allows me to just enjoy it and be able to take my own advice. Like when someone's being hard on themselves and you can observe that and be like, what's going on? Like, why are you so hard on yourself? And then watch myself do that to me. Like, you've got to take your own advice. Like, yeah. it's so much easier to observe someone else's uh, cycles of, of thought and not realize your own. So I think that's been a big thing, too, is realizing, like, if I'm going to say it, I have to do it. Yes. And that's, I, that's so true. It's like, it's like I'm, I was a do as I say, not as I do type thing. Right? Yeah. Right? Because I'd be like, I'm spouting this out. And yeah. I got to, you know, it's like, you got to walk the walk and also talk the talk. So yeah. it's, it's so true. So now that we're here, um, what, mm-hmm. what, what lies on the future for your, for what are your, what are your goals moving forward with the sport in terms of obviously you're, you have a, the love of the sport. Do you have performance mm-hmm. goals you're still chasing? Um, yeah. So I'm pregnant four months. Obviously, you know. obviously we got to worry about getting this little baby. Healthy yeah. And, and so that's put a hold on basically everything in the best way. Um, and it also just so happens that it's during a time when all races are canceled. So it's kind of great timing because I don't have a lot of FOMO at the moment. 
I do miss training hard. Uh, but my, and I was hoping I'd be this inspirational pregnant woman, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> you don't, you like, don't, you don't need to be. You've, no, you've, provi- you've, you've provided enough inspiration already. You can take well, nine you months know. to worry about you. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like those women that are like, I ran till I was eight and a half months pregnant. And to be honest, running doesn't feel good for me. And I already feel like it's messing me up when I do it. And I, like I said, I'm, I've never been a, someone to be injury prone and I can already feel my body changing in ways that are necessary for having a baby. So I just go for walks. So I've been walking however long I feel like and just enjoying that. And, and that's been great to be honest. Um, so once I have this baby, it's going to be healing up, having my body feel, feel like it's strong and able again. And then I would love to run sub 120 in the half marathon. I got literally 30 seconds from it, like right before I got pregnant. And then um, I, I love mountain running. Like it's so much fun and it's so not outcome based from, from like a time perspective. Like obviously I like when I place well, cause it feels good, but I also love just the sport in general. Like everyone is so friendly and it's such a, such an event. It's in the woods. Once again, you don't have to worry about your time because it's irrelevant and uh, you, it takes you to really cool places. So yeah. I would definitely love to get back into that. Um, and, and to be honest, if, there, if I had to put an outcome goal on that one, I, I would like to make the mountain running world champs again. I did that in 2017 and it was, it was a really great experience. And it takes you to really beautiful places. So that would be on the list as well. well I don't know what year exactly, but. Well, being from yeah. North Vancouver, that's uh, it's right there, right in your backyard. Yeah. Totally. I, I was just over there on the trails today. And I just, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like I, I, I just love getting out <laughs> in the woods and running. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice meditative and you you can't get too zoned out or you'll fall on your head but yeah it's 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 a great sport so where where was the world championships when you were there for mountain they were in uh permana italy jeez yeah yeah it It was awesome it's huge in europe eh yeah it's yeah the the italians are exceptional um austrians are really good it's it's a sport i had never even really heard of to be honest until I had finished and I was like, this sounds really cool. Like it sounds like steeplechase in the woods. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, this past, past year was in, um, uh, where does Mike Woods and his, and Ellie live? Andorra. Andorra. It was They're in Andorra. Andorra. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a, awesome. That's a, that's a funny, that's a funny connection is that, is that Danelle is one of your, one of your best friends and yeah. Now, Mike is the co-founder of Mild Marathon, and it's just, it's, just, yeah. it's weird how it works. I mean, running is a it's a it's a small-ish community, especially in Canada, where there's you can always connect. But that's a pretty hilarious connection right there. Yeah. Um, while we're chatting, we should give a shout out to uh, Movement One Hundred Eight also. Oh yes, yes, that's yeah. um, that's where I work. Also, I work as a kinesiologist there. Nice, nice. Yeah, and uh, great and strength training. Shani's significant other, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's a movement one way. It's a fitness studio. It's, it's a, it's a group fitness, individual fitness, uh, not your traditional workout here in Vancouver. And it's a, it's, we have a lot of mile to marathon athletes who really, really get benefit. Um, 
And I feel like Movement 108 has got a similar type of vibe where it's, it's very community, totally. but also you're going to work hard and you're going you're gonna to improve yourself physically there. Mm-hmm. And it's very, what I love about it is it's intentional movement. So it's not, uh, I'm not going to compare it to anything because I don't want to offend anyone, but it's definitely every movement has a purpose. It's not necessarily to come for the burn. It's to come and improve how you move for whatever it is you like to do. And so I, I love that mindset. Mm-hmm. Pers- mm-hmm. personally yeah yeah it's it's like with coaching and running like every run you write on someone's schedule there's a reason they're doing that run right yeah it's, it's, it's like you're doing this run it's it's a small part of the bigger picture but it's important yes. right it's and not every run's sexy like not every movement's sexy but mm-hmm. it's it, it plays a role in the big in the big picture where you get those sexy results later on totally and you don't have to not be able to walk for like four days after a workout it's it's supposed to fit into your life and not be <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. destroying you every time. Right on. All right, yeah. Shani. Well, that is fantastic. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat today uh, for Miles Marathon Radio. Um, did, did we cover? Did we, do you think we covered things? I feel like that's my whole life in a nutshell. <laughs> there we go. I, I, love, I love having these chats because it allows me, obviously, to find out more about you because you know yeah. you, you're one of five i'm one of five there we go we got that in common yeah um but it's 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 just cool to get to know there's more to you than you know obviously you're a kick-ass coach obviously you're a kick-ass athlete but you know there's more going on there so thank you so much for taking the time to share your story yeah of course i enjoyed being being here today <laughs> <laughs> the power of zoom thanks for having me yeah yeah so um enjoy your trip to the island enjoy your little your little getaway to the island and, Thank you too. And um, so now, now hit him with your sign-off phrase. Oh man, I don't have one. I know. I, I should. I should really. <laughs> let, I should really give people more of a heads up because nobody. What's actually, yours? Respect your parents. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So. I'll have to think on that one. All uh, right. You'll have, you'll have to interview me again sometime. Yeah. What? What? How do you sign your emails when you? When you? When you? What's your sign-off phrase of emails? I say, best, Shani. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to have to go for now. All right, <laughs> so this has been Miles Marathon Radio episode whatever. I don't know. Uh, have a great one. Respect your parents. And Shani, thank you so much. Hit him with the sign-out. Best, Shani. Nailed it. <laughs>